sound of that tractor means it's time to get to work. Welcome to the Give Us the Dirt podcast. I'm Bam Bam. I'm here with Brandon Lindsay. It's <laughs> You did great. See, it's not as easy as you thought. It ain't. It ain't. You did great. It ain't. You are with the Give Us the Dirt podcast powered by Hoopa Grading Company. My name is Brandon. This is Bam Bam. We are your host. We're excited to bring to you this this is a new episode format for us, Bam Bam. We've this is kind of a wrap up from the series. Yep, that's uh, yep. So we've been in recording all week. We've heard some incredible um, advice from some incredible leaders this week, and so this episode we thought it'd be cool if we just got around the table and we started talking about what did we take away from this week. We've got a, another guest with us. This is Chris Shear. Chris works with uh, Wheelhouse Media and. All of this production, this podcast that we're able to bring to you would not happen without great partners. And Wheelhouse Media is the best in the business at what you do. So thank you guys so much for making this possible. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Hey, you make our job easy. So we appreciate it. You know, we got to thinking, Bam Bam, Chris was not planning on being on this podcast, but he's listened to every episode that we've done this week. And he was telling me some of the things he picked up over the course of the week from some of the uh, conversations we've had. And I said, you got to be on the podcast. And he was, then you were voluntold. Exactly. To be on the exactly. Yep. Stretching. A lot, a lot of I think, similarities here. I think, I, I think it's a good idea to have him in here. Because, I mean, you, you can tell he's a leader as well. And, uh, and I, I think it's a good idea to have him in here to get his perspective of it too. Cause he's, Heard every one of them just like we have. Well, we're going to dive into it because I do want to find out what your takeaways were from the week. That's a lot to digest. But before we do that, I think we need to acknowledge the fact that you just did your first series on the Give Us a Dirt podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How was it? Uh, well, we'll know. I, I'm trying to figure out whether, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I will see. I mean, how was it this week? Did you enjoy it? Did I you feel cool? I enjoyed it. I, I felt like we had some good people in the room. They, uh, I hope I put them at ease. I certainly know they helped put me at ease. Brandon, you helped put me at ease. You did too. Caroline, I appreciate that. This jam up team we got here. Uh, none of this happens without the people sitting in those classrooms. People out there in the field every day working. For us, doing what we asked them to do, none of it happens without them. So uh, that is what's driving me. Uh, was it hard for you to step away from the field for a week and being here in a podcast studio? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was out of my comfort zone, definitely. Well, you seemed really comfortable. I thought you did a great job, Bam Bam. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. It was it was fun to see you grow in the uh, very beginning stages too, adding a lot of color and and I could tell it was bugging you a little bit because you would want to go check your phone right away and make sure your team's doing well in the field. So yeah, yeah, I've I've uh, yeah, that's tough. Walk away from it just for a little bit, but be there. Well, it's still yet to be seen what we do with your character and if we bring them back for the next season. Okay. Well, that, you know, all that. Sometimes be... the character doesn't make it to the next season. Okay. Well, just a new nickname. Yeah. Well, I well, think the Bowen shirts, we've got to start selling those online. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I could see that taking off. Bringing it back. 
I, well, all that whole where's your thing. bowling shirt I, I don't have a bowling shirt I've seen a lot of new shirts with you but I haven't seen a bowling shirt I might have to I, I have to, no I'm not doing it I'm not doing it <laughs> Rusty I thought uh, Rusty Bam Bam I thought one of the things that was really cool we kind of introduced some games with our guest and uh, some of them were fun some of them were a little cheesy somehow y'all got me to sing the theme song to the Titanic in one of them which I regret um but I do think it kind of got everybody at ease. So we're going to do it again today before we dive into this. You up for it? I'm up. All right, so this game is called the Whisper Game. So one of us are going to put on these headphones right here, and there's going to be music playing, and the other one's going to uh, read. Wait, whoever doesn't have the headphones on will read a phrase from their stack of cards, and you have to guess what they're saying. Okay. Uh, Easy. Yep. So you put these headphones on. Chris, you're going to draw a card, and and Bam Bam's going to try to guess what it is that you're saying. What I'm saying. Now let us know when you hear music. Is music playing? Okay. You're safe. Hey, it's for horses. Okay. Is I love that, your music choice. Is that Taylor Swift? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Thank what do you, you think you're saying? Tech person. I I uh I would like to guess that he's I have no idea. I really uh I heard hey, I saw hey. Maybe the first word. Yep. Am I right? Oh yeah, you're right. You? Nope. Fool? Close. Hey you fool. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Now now I know what he thinks of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It was uh You were uh, Hey, one more guess. Horses. Yeah. Hey, your hands are horses. Okay. Okay. All right, Chris. All right, hopefully, you turn. can do a better job than that. Oh, ready with the music choice. We're throwing. Okay. It's, it's Brandon singing. This is yep. awesome. Oh, okay. We're good. You got music. Shenanigans. I'm gonna fail at this one. Cheese. Cheese? Look, he said cheese. Oh no! <laughs> there were a lot. There were several cheese. more syllables than that. It was shenanigans. Shenanigans. See, it okay. rhymes with cheese. It does. Shenanigans. All right, let's do this. Is this my turn? Yeah. Give me some good tunes. Say it again. I think is what he's saying. I don't think he realizes he can still talk to. <laughs> it's Bennett. See, I had. I didn't know you could say it multiple times. I didn't either. Yeah, I, I that one's tough, man. And you, you were intentionally not moving your lips on that one. Well. I'm it was something about peanut butter. <laughs> Close. Is it peanut butter? No, it's something to eat, but it's eggs. Eggs Benedict. We are terrible at this game. Of that, you made that harder than it was supposed to be. You, I think you were intentionally disguising. The closest so far is hay. Yeah, you did get hay. All right, let's do one more. All right. Habert. 
I have her doodle. I have her doodle. Enamel. <laughs> Not even close. Oh, that's great. I'll, I'll give you a hint. We were talking about this right before the podcast. Dogs. In the ballpark. It would be a breed of dog. Boxer Bono. Not even close. Labradoodle. Labradoodle. <laughs> I want to uh, get into it. So this series was called How Not to Be a Leader. And, it was you know, we went into this. The whole concept was people tend to remember the things that they don't like a whole lot more than they re remember the things they like. And we wanted to talk to those that were considered great leaders within the industry and find out what helped them develop their leadership style. What are those experiences that they had throughout their career that helped shape who they are today? And specifically focusing on the things that you should avoid as a leader, things they witnessed or things they had done themselves. And so it's totally different spin than what you would typically uh, think about when you think about leadership development. But I thought it worked. What'd you think? Did you like that spin on it? I think the spin worked great on it. Um, I think it, it challenged our guests to really come in here and, and, and think about it a little bit. And, 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 you know, we learn from bad leaders. You know, I, I feel like we, we learn how not to be a leader from bad leaders. I think it humbles you a little bit too, is, you know, if you start thinking about how not to be a leader, you kind of look inward and be like, what are these things am I doing? Right. Yeah. People saw the name of this and they had to take a second look at it and they're like, what do you mean how not to be a leader? Why are you well, inviting me? No. Yeah. Yeah. But then once we explained it, that, you know, this whole series was about understanding what you should never, ever do mm -hmm. as a leader. So knowing that, were there certain themes throughout the week that uh, emerged that you, you picked up on? I think the biggest one is don't be afraid to fail. You know, I think as you're moving forward in your career, whether that's as a leader or inspiring to be a leader, it's don't be afraid to fail and to own up to it when you do. That's the old failing forward thing mm -hmm. that, that a couple of them actually came up. Yeah, we heard that several times throughout the week. Yep. Um, and, and what I thought was interesting, too, is that when we were talking about examples of, of bad leadership and things to not do, several of those examples were things that they had done themselves. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pointing at other people. It was pointing at themselves. I thought that was interesting. Well, I think it's so often as a leader, you, you kind of want to put yourself in this position that you, know, you don't make any mistakes, that everyone can look at you and... You know, you kind of look at how you grow up in, in your work career and, you know, you're going to fail. And that's when you learn. And that's the, you know, the, the fail forward. And as you're moving forward, those processes, it's like, you know, every leader, if you're on the outside looking in, they're human, you know, they're going to make mistakes just like everybody else. And, and it's, that's the opportunity to look at when you do fail, how are you failing? Are you using that as a learning opportunity? Are you working with your team to discuss options so that doesn't happen again? Any other themes throughout our throughout the week, Bam Bam, that you observed? No, uh, 
This is Dan from Davco. Mm-hmm. Whatever he went in there and talked to his team. One of the things that stuck out to me was, you know, he said whenever he took over, walked in and, and talked to the team, he said all I could give them, hopefully get excitement. Excitement, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think we probably need to try to do that every day as leaders. Um, not just when we walk in and when we first meet somebody, but just try to breed that every day. I love the simplicity of that. Yep. Like, here's this new guy. He's just been handed a business from his father who handed him business from his father, third generation roofing company. And on day one, all he has to offer is excitement. That's it. And that was enough. Yep. That was enough to rally the troops. And I just, I loved that concept. Hey. What a block to build off of. And I, well, it spoke to who he was as a leader too. You know, when you, you come in and you're like, okay, this is the one thing I can offer and, and putting like all your cards on the table. And you know, putting himself out there. Yep. And then even as his company grows, you know, when they talk about after he kind of sold, you know, looking inward and, and making sure that, that he's doing what he feels is right by the employees, that's that's a lot. Did, did you notice that? It, it seemed like all of the guests that we had, and we, we were strategic about picking these guests, that we wanted great leaders, well-respected leaders within the industry. Um that emotional intelligence. We talked about that with Jim in yeah, his episode, yeah. Jim Rhodes with Wayne Brothers. He talked about emotional intelligence and the importance of that as a leader. But that seemed to be a common thread throughout all of these guests that we had. Um, I look back at at Jim. You know, Jim, obviously, he knew a lot about emotional intelligence, and they actually trained their leaders on that and how to improve and how to um, how to raise their score. Yeah. Um, and then I thought about Dan and the way he interacts with his his team members, Kristen, Parker. Yep. It was all about the people. Tim, um, with Tar Hill. Yep. You know, it was all about the people. It was it was about investing in them, loving on them, um, being empathetic, uh, really putting them at the forefront of any decision that they had to make. That emotional intelligence, whether they realized it was emotional intelligence or not. That quality existed through through most of them, and all of them this week. Well, that's how you you really reach your your team, right? When you understand what motivates them, what's important to them, you make sure that those are a priority. That's going to make somebody last, right? They're not going to burn out as fast. They're going to be focused on doing the right job all the time. And if you start just pushing stuff to them, and you're not doing it in a way that works for them, they're just they're either going to leave, they're going to burn out, or they're just going to be done they're not going to have fun on the job i agree yep if, yeah if you care about your team then your team will care about the goal mm-hmm. they, they, they'll look forward and push together to reach that goal and, and you know humility being humble and 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 just you know being there with them you know it, it's it's hard to create empathy or, or have empathy for if you don't know what they're going through, you know, if I, I got to, you know, I be, I need to be off tomorrow at three o'clock because I've got to carry my dad to the doctor. Well, it don't stop whenever they come back from work exactly. from being off at three o'clock. It's hey, Brad, how's your dad doing? Is he doing okay? Hope everything's going okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if that starts a conversation, then a lot of times all you got to do is listen, you know, and care about them. 
And that's the love and all about. Well, and it's it's even more than just showing that you care. Like if if you have that kind of relationship with your team and they come to work and this person's on on it every single day and all of a sudden he's not, like that's kind of an opportunity to check in and make sure they're doing all right. Because you know, he may have I use the example of the dad, there may be some major health issues. Yeah. And if this person's off and you start showing the care, that might be why he's off that day and it might be where it's it's safer for him not to be running certain equipment or it's it's that that touch base, and yeah. we talk about the emotional intelligence. You know that level of understanding of the team is it's one that just builds that bond, and you can have those conversations. You know, we we talked about how you know it's so much of you kind of talk about emotions on the construction side. That's that's not normal. Oh no! But when you have that not. that opportunity, it leads to more safety and a, even a stronger team. Yep, I agree. I agree. I was thinking about Jason Richmond uh, from BuildWit's episode. You remember that one? Yeah. Protect and defend. Yep. What an interesting strategy. So Jason's advice was to, if you want to be a bad leader, then hang out in protect and defend mode. What do you think about that? Well, he got me to be on this side of the camera on a podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not. This is my first one. That's not protect and defend. Yeah. No, but I mean, I've, I've been in that. Well, that's, you know that's interesting. Time. You say that like that that episode really had an impact on you. Yeah, because I mean a, a big motivation like he talked about it too is is trying to step outside your your comfort zone. You know, not only that's where you, where you grow, but if you're in this kind of defend mode, to be a leader in that position is really hard. And when you get out of that shell and you kind of share your experiences, it it kind of puts you in that position where people can start looking at you. And then kind of lead that forward, or fail forward, if you will. Yeah, can't be failed. Can't be afraid to fail. No, no. That was the that was the guard dog versus the guide dog. That was the I, I like that analogy yeah. right there. And then you mentioned Dan Davis too. I thought that was great. Dan's just an incredible leader, an incredible human being. Um, but his his advice on becoming a loser in the game of leadership was: uh, don't ask for input from your team. Leave them out of the decision. Make make your decisions about you. Don't yeah. don't consider the team in those decisions. Don't waste time building relationships or helping someone else discover their why. It's a waste of time. Don't practice transparency, positivity, confidence, vulnerability. Don't show weakness, and go rule the roost. Rule by intimidation. Yeah. You know, and and. And I've seen I've seen that I've seen several several instances of that in emergency services, where I came from, and it, you know I've I've seen it divide teams within an apartment. I've seen you know it it get to the point to where you know when somebody walks in the room, everybody stands up, and it's not like that. You know when 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 the supervisor walks in the room, he should sit down there with his people. Sit down there and find out what's going on. Did you enjoy it lunch? Did you, you know, things like that. And, you know, it's, it is, it all circles around humility and, and being open, checking your ego at the door. We learned that, you know, we learned that hard. That is pushed hard in extreme ownership. Uh, and, and checking that ego at the door is a big thing. You know, I'm not, you know, this guy's walking on the job site the first day. He ain't going to tell me what to do. Well, it's kind of the wrong attitude to have. 
Yeah, he might have the best ideas out there because he's new. Yeah, that's he's great. Got, set he's got, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you talk about like that decision making, making that decision for your team and not including them in it. You know, the the one mind isn't as strong as as many, and if you pull your team for this decision, they're going to come up with ideas. They're going to come up with things that may be more efficient, maybe a safer way of doing things, and they save a lot of money in the wrong, long run. So if you're pulling your team and they're making that decision with you, not only is it a nine times out of 10 a better idea, but then you have their buy-in. So you're not having to push this idea on them, having to make them execute it. They're wanting to execute it. They're wanting to do these things. It's their plan. It's their plan. It's not it's not Brandon's plan. It's not Rusty's plan. It's 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 our plan. We all fished in and came up with. That's yeah. very important. Absolutely. You need to feel included. That's how you get the buy in, right? Absolutely. Uh I think all three of us have used the term fail forward oh, several yeah. times now, <laughs> but Henry Madden was the one that that used to, he's the first yeah. one that I had heard say that. And he, he said that during his episode and I just thought, man, that's great. Oh yeah. You know, it's not a matter of if you're going to fail, it's how you fail and, and what you do after you fall. Um, Henry, Henry's episode was about strategy versus no strategy operating as a leader without a plan versus, uh, operating with a plan that everyone knows the goal, the mission, and everyone's aligned in trying to achieve that goal. Um, that seems to be, uh, that seems to be pretty clear that if you're going to be a successful leader, you got to have a plan and you got to be able to communicate that plan to everyone else around you. You got to look at your target and what's past it. You got to look at what's past it. It's just like going out and shooting recreationally. You know, you're outside, you got to know your target and what's on the other side of it. I appreciate you saying recreationally. <laughs> yeah, yes. Please don't clear that. Recreational <laughs> shooting. <laughs> but you know, if you go out there and you and, and you you go slaying rounds downrange, you need to know what is downrange, and that and that's you know you got to make a plan for that. You 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 have to do that. I, I think that in order to be on target to to you know make it corny, uh, that's what you got to do. Well, and it's it's communicating that too, so everyone knows what that target is. You know, the get everybody on the the bus, right? And it's so much more of making sure everyone's in the right seat. But then also the person driving communicates where they're going, because you can have all the right people in all the right seats, but if you're not going in that direction and everyone knows that direction together, you're not going anywhere. You're fighting against one oh, yeah. another, pulling in different directions. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. It's it's not planned out. Yeah. Not a pair. And you you see it all the time. And you can see two different teams basically working towards the same goal but completely different ways. And it takes them twice as long where if they just knew that they were both going this direction, work together, it just saves a lot of time and money. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's a tough job. That job gets harder and harder as the company grows. When you think about Henry Biden, he's got 1,100 team members yeah. that he's trying to lead. And so there's no way to do that. As one person, you've got to have leaders that can that can go out and share that message. You've got to have that decentralized command. And, but the one thing that's got to be known throughout the organization is where are we going? What is the mission? What is the plan? And what's my role in it? And and trust with your team, too. You know, that, that you, when you delegate that stuff out, that you've got the trust that 
those then leaders to those teams are communicating that that path and that mission. I absolutely love the episode with Kristen Parker. Yeah, I think yeah. she is she is total rock star. Yeah, uh, just her story and and all that she's overcome to get to the position she is. Uh, that lady works harder than anybody I know. She's at it all the time. But I loved her. Um, the way uh, she talked about how to not be a good leader was, you know, she also mentioned don't don't consider the impact on your team. And Kristen is definitely one that everything that she does, she thinks about how's it going to affect somebody else. But then hers was leading through challenging times and, and how that changes from leading during good times. Um, I think we called it, oh, no, we've got a flat. Yeah. Yep. You remember that? Yeah. That... Um, what was that? She said, um, yeah, don't, don't, if you want to be a bad leader, don't look for the slow leaks. Yep. Wait, wait till you've got a flat to fix it. Yep. Well, that was great advice. Yeah, I like that. That was, uh, that was pretty good. And that, that's all about being, you know, proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, you, you got to be able to look again, look down the road and see where you think you're headed and, and, and knock that out. Go ahead and go ahead and get it done. Go ahead and push it back behind you and go forward. The biggest thing about you know leading people in challenging times, I guess probably one of my greatest uh, examples would be there's leaders where I came from in the fire service that you could tell if it was bad, like really bad, or if it wasn't that bad of a call. Okay, and you could tell that by the expression. And we always had a, an example, and I had a caption one time that if you saw him get excited, then you better get the hell out of there. Um, that's a leader, you know. A calm head, look, let's go. Let's, I'm gonna pull you through this. You know, we're gonna get through it. Let's let's be, you know, humble. Let's get through this, and and we'll be okay on. Calm, positive, calm, calm. confident. Be that. That's what you want out of your leader when something, when you're in the middle of a challenging when situation. You're in a challenging situation. You gotta have somebody that's that's gonna put their their horns down and head towards the problem. So you know, so when Kristen was done with her episode, I actually walked her out and uh, thanked her for being on the podcast. And I said, "What have you got now?" She said, "Oh, I've got to go do this. We're making um, some some changes uh, in anticipation of." the next year or two, what we think may be coming. And I thought about that. That was exactly what she had just finished talking about was, you know, not waiting until you have a flat to start. She taking. found that small leak. She saw, she said, we may have a leak. We're going to prepare for, for that now. We're going to make some changes today. So she was literally leaving our parking lot to go do exactly what she told us in the podcast. Yep. So. No doubt in my mind. And that's what you want. You want a leader that's looking down the road. Yep. Yeah. Then you, you trust that leader too because, you know, when you start seeing that path and it's repeating over and over and over again, you're like, they're on to something. And this is somebody that I, I want to follow. I know. I ask her, I say, hey, do you know something? Well, I don't know yet. Is something coming? Tell here. Yeah. yeah. What's coming? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Alex. Remember Alex's episode? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, uh, that was that was our first episode. I thought Alex was incredible. I mean, that guy he is was. a wealth of knowledge. I could have listened to him talk about leadership all day long. 
Somebody with energy, too. But he would have probably had to charge us if we'd have kept talking to him. Yeah, but you know the thing about that? Well, you know, that was the first. It was mine. Right. And, and he calmed me down. That's the kind of leader he is. You know, getting him in here and talking to him, and he he actually had me kind of calm down a little bit. So here was, here was Alex's advice on how not to be a leader. He said, put the business in order first, then yourself. Talk about what you're against more than what you're for. Follow opportunities, not a plan. Confuse business growth with business health. Focus more on the business than leadership. That was his point yeah, for becoming. One that really stuck with me was focusing on business health, like confusing that. And I mean, I tell you, when you start looking at numbers all the time and you start looking like, man, we're this much profitable or we're growing this much, we're adding these many employees, you start looking at that as, as an indicator, you lose sight of who you are really quick. And the health of the company just falls, falls really fast. And, you know, it, we celebrated in 11 years now, but we uh, got all the business partners together at our 10 year and kind of looked inward and said, you know, like, where, where have we failed internally? Where, where have we grown internally? And, and there were times where we were trying to grow and we thought we were real healthy. And then you kind of look inward and you look at each other and it's like, who are we now? And when you get back to those roots of, of who we are, it's like every one of us today look at each other. We're just like, business is great. And it's not the numbers. It's not, it's, it's our team. And, and we're like, we are the healthiest we've ever been. And it's from a personnel standpoint because there's that, that trust and that bond with everybody. There's not one person or a company that we always go to the trenches with, you know, because we're so close. It's, it's, everyone says it's a family with us. It's, it's truly a family. And, and it's, I'm honored to work with the team that we are at our company and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And that's that is we started focusing on, on the health of the company, not just growth and, and moving, you know, how, how profitable can we be? Investing in people. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Well, that's how you define success too. And, and what that looks like. I think, you know, I know here at Hoopa, our, our vision is to be the best, right? It's not a number. It's, there's no metric other than being the best. Kristen, they said theirs was uh, to be the best. That was their goal. I don't know if you remember, I asked Jason. I said, Jason, what does growth mean to you? What do you how do you define growth? And his answer was to maximize potential. I thought yeah. that was that was it. That was great answer. Short and simple. It, yeah, it's brilliant. Profoundly. Because when you sort of maximize people's potential internally too, they're going to stay. Yeah, you, you start putting a ceiling on somebody and they don't think that they're being utilized the best of the ability, they're gone. So they were all that time with them, even part of the team, investing in them and their growth. If you're not looking towards their potential too, they're gone. One part, one part I was, I don't know, maybe you can help me about it, but if you, if you tell people about your complaints uh, that was in there, what, what was that one? Can you tell me what that one was? That, that they came up with if you tell if you oh about talking about what you're against more than what you're yeah, for. talking about what you're against more than what you're, you're for I, you know uh being the i think we probably all have had leaders that that would just complain and you know and and they would come up to you it's it's always well they said this and you know they we're gonna have to do this you know or we're gonna have to 
whatever. It, it's 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 how you talk to your team. How do you bring uh you know how do you bring a goal to your team? Is it they said or we got to or is it let's? Yeah. You know, right. let's go do this. Right. Let's make this happen. Is it that that we have to mentality is beyond unmotivating. I mean it's if you were to say I choose to. Right. It, it just puts you in a different mindset. Like, I choose to do this. Yeah. I don't have to. At the end of the day, we don't really have to do anything other than eat, breathe, and drink. You know? yeah. So if I choose to do this, you, you're you consciously making that decision of like, out of all the things, I'm going to do this right now. And if you start communicating that with your team yeah. and they start choosing to do things, now you're moving forward together. Instead of being like, no, nah, I don't want to do this today. Why am I doing this? I have to do this. We learned some new terms this week. Absolutely. The, what terms did you hear for the first time this week? My, well, fail forward sticks out pretty hard. Yeah. I, I remember uh, Tim Frank's talking about quiet firing yeah. and quiet quitting. Yeah, I, I think we've all been there on one side of the fence or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that uh, before coming in here before, actually, and and, and I've heard that uh, in mining came from well and i didn't i didn't understand it till tim explained it but i mean it's basically just not providing for your people not providing the resources and tools they need to maximize their potential yeah as a summary of all the other ones too yeah. i mean it goes back to that potential another thing I, I picked up this week and um that i thought was really cool we had several of our guests talk about the fact that they were being coached they had leadership coaches did you notice that? I did. You know, you had, we had Alex on the podcast, and Alex is a leadership coach. He, was, he had coached Herb Sargent, who was on our podcast, one of the greatest leaders I know in the industry. And, um, and then Dan Davis talked about he had a leadership coach. Several of our, of our guests said that, but then the ones that didn't have a leadership coach, they talked about having mentors. Yeah. Uh, that coach the business. Did. I mean, it. You know, I was real fortunate. I had a leadership coach this past year, Dean Smith, and he was that one that the mindset of the choose to. You know, there's it, when you start looking and you're like, okay, I'm in a leadership position. You know, it's like we're still learning, we're still doing stuff. So to have somebody coach you and give that insight, that's talking with a bunch of other leaders, you're only going to grow. And I think that having that coach it kind of puts you in that position of, you know, I, I don't know everything, and I'm okay with that. So now. Here's my, you know, I love uh, who had the coach that said they surveyed everybody. You know, it's like, here's here's what the community thinks of me. And it's like, I have my own opinion. Here's what everyone thinks. How can I grow to be who I think I am versus what people actually see me as? And to have a coach like that, I mean, that's that's a strong leader. That'd there. be a good check, too, probably. Oh, yeah. About it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good check. Well, what, a, what great encouragement that the leaders of this industry are, are starting to take that step and are are practicing the humility and the vulnerability enough to say, hey, I, I want to get better. I want to be a better leader. Teach me. Help me uh, become more self-aware and uh, to be more empathetic to my team. Help me do that. And I think it speaks to where the industry is going, right? So so much of everyone looks at trades as, as one way. You know, media side of things is I look at it as like we're in the trades too. You know, some people swing hammers, we're moving cameras. 
And if you get stuck in this old way and you're, oh, we've been doing it this way for 30 years and that's where you're going to stay. You know, I see the growth of what HGC has been doing. And, you know, we, we come in here, we see the academy, we see what you guys are doing in safety and it's encouraging. And I'm taking those ideas and bringing them back to our team as well. And I know my business partners are too. And, you know, kudos to you guys for looking outward and, and moving that, that forward. Well, I appreciate that. I know, um, but one thing I learned over the last week is that we're not the only ones doing it. No, it's there's, a good thing, though. There's some great companies out there doing some incredible things, things that we learn from. I've, I've learned a ton this week uh, talking to our guest, and I think that is really encouraging to see the collaboration that's taking place now. That did not exist before. And, and, and if you want to know what's next for the construction industry, the next eight weeks is going to tell. Or, or the past eight weeks is going to tell what's next for the construction industry because those those folks are great leaders and they are the future. Mm. You know, again, I, I yeah, we sitting here we're construction folks and you know media outlets and we're we're sitting here talking about feelings, and loving on people, and taking care of people, and that will happen back years ago. You either do it or get out. You know, now it's, we got to know where you're coming from. We got, we, and, and we're here to lead you and make, you know, if you fail, it's, it's our fault as leaders. It's, it's on us. Yeah. It's, it's so much more. It's like crap isn't rolling downhill. You know, it's, it's people are, are owning their mistakes and they're building, they're learning from them and admitting those, those points. And, you know, when you start adding the feelings and all that other stuff into it, it's like, it kind of checks you a little bit yep well the other thing it's authentic i i don't i don't listen to our guests talk about these things and and even think about us doing this podcast and talking about these different subjects and say that we're just doing this because it's trending right now people are talking about emotional intelligence people are talking about you know leadership they're talking about all these different things you know we're doing a podcast because they're trending right now that's not what's happening we've got problems yes our industry has significant problems that that have been left untreated. And for the first time, I see people coming together and starting to work on those problems that we all share. Well, and it's because of things like this, like we were talking the other day about the mental health within, you know, the construction and the trade side is, you know, self-harm is it's through the roof. And it's because people feel that they can't share. You know, so if, like we all said, we're, oh, we're talking about our feelings. Like the fact that we are now stops that from happening. And especially in the construction industry where it's so high, it, you know, that to be able to show up on a site, pull your manager aside and say, today's not a good day for me, man. Like, like this is why I need to talk with somebody. Like, that never would have happened in the past. And the fact that it's starting to happen now, like, it's it's literally saving lives. That's they, pretty powerful. That was powerful. Yeah. We're going to... You're saving lives, bam, bam. Yep, you are too. You've been saving lives a long time. <laughs> it's part of the safety aspect of it. You know, it, it when you look at, you know, it's like we've had this many days without incidents on the job. Like, that doesn't mean what up here isn't important either. You know, there's there's a physical safety, but then there's that mental aspect of it too. And and you know, on the on the flip side of that, that people that people will reach out and ask for that. That will reach out and say, hey, man, I'm having problems. I need somebody to talk to, uh, you know, 
and and we're starting to do that. We're starting to get that. And, and you know, I, I know we're yeah, we're not talking about holding hands around the campfire <laughs> and singing Kumbaya, but we are talking about taking care of one another. And, and at the end of the day, that's what we got to do. Being there for your team. That's that's exactly yeah, like you said. It's not singing Kumbaya. It's it's being a teammate. It's is being there for your friends, your colleagues. Absolutely. You know, there's there's no difference being in the trenches with somebody on job site and trying to move business objectives forward or or create this job site. But it's it's now when you add the the emotional intelligence aspect to it, and someone's you know showing up to work and you something's off. And you're, eh, you're doing okay. That that little check in can mean the world to somebody. And and the fact that the industry is moving towards that direction is is really encouraging. I agree. I'm encouraged too. Chris, thank you so much. I want to say thank you to you and the Wheelhouse team for being with us all week, for making all this possible. Appreciate you being a great partner to us and helping us tell the story. Uh, we, we need to thank Team Development Group here at Hoopa Grading. They were incredible this week, did a fantastic job. I want to say thank you to all our guests. We had incredible guests, and I know carving out time to come in here and do that and tell that story is not easy. People are pretty busy people, so I want to say thank you to all of them. Bam, bam, thank you. Man, I had I had a great time with this. Thank you for having me, Brandon. I appreciate it. I hope I did something you worked hard to pull through. I hope I've done it justice. And you were everything and more that I, that I was hoping you would be. So I can definitely assure you, you will be back for the next season. That's cool. I will do uh, Make sure we get with my agent and we'll uh, there it is. Need, fight. No, there it is. Bowling shirts. Yes. And negotiations begin, huh? Be my agent. And we want to say thank you to everyone that's listening. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've received for the Give Us a Dirt podcast. We really didn't envision this turning into what it has, but we've embraced it and we're honored. Uh, thank you for listening. We hope that you'll enjoy this series. We hope that you will learn what you should absolutely avoid if you want to be a good leader and follow us on our YouTube channel. I want you to watch the videos, watch the guests here live in the studio, subscribe to the channel so you can see new episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us and we hope you enjoy the series.